God body is simple. It means you see God when you look in the mirror and that the body of man is God and that there's no mystery God in the sky. You are God. And we are back. Another episode of the Anabolic Mind. I got my man JJ here. He's going to talk about motorcycle riding wellness and how it impacted his life um jj's been uh well you can introduce yourself um introduce yourself for fan people uh jj yeah so i i met mark about i think in 2016 i was um i was working just coming out of the music industry and getting into sales for the first time and uh i just wanted something that would give me an edge uh you know sales wise something to give me confidence a little more pep my step if you will so you know i wanted the best training i mean I, I looked around for a lot of different people and i just saw the people you'd work with so i reached out and uh that's how we connected and it's you know uh over the years it, it's definitely given me a really good base to stay healthy and then anyway uh, it, during the pandemic i was i was working out from home for a while what, what year was that what year was that we connected that was 2016, 20 or 20. It was either 20 end of 2016, early 2017. All right. Okay. All so right. yeah, I mean, after that, I mean, I got in the best shape of my life. But wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about the uh, music connection. So you yeah, play, you can play guitar and uh, 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 you can take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, I was I was working as a guitarist for a long time, and I'd actually worked in certain circles uh, with artists uh, that had actually worked with Mark in the past. So. Uh, I knew that if I was going to call somebody, I mean, I, I, you know, I, at first I was kind of concerned about how, the cost, but, you know, I was just so committed to getting in the best shape of my life that I didn't care. You know, I just was willing to make that investment because um, I just, it was for the accountability as well as um, just feeling my best. Um, and yeah, I just, I felt like if I got the right person to work with, I would, I would get the result I was after. And I did. And how about your, how about your age and your, and your marital status, kids, just give everybody the full thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm 36 now. I think I started working with you when I was like 30, like 30, 31, 30. Wow. wow time flies, bro. It's crazy, right? Yeah. So, um, and, uh, so I have one child, she's six and I have a partner who I've been with for six years. That's what's actually almost seven years now. Wow, it's crazy, man. Time definitely and and a dog, and you got a dog. I got a dog too. Yeah, he's so <laughs> more work than the kid for sure. Oh yeah, big. Do you got a big dog. DJ has a dog of Argentina. Yeah, yeah, they're big dogs, big beautiful dogs. But anyway, yeah. so uh, you know, uh, and your and your mentor Spanky uh, actually uh, Spank. I was actually on tour uh, with him on D'Angelo uh, Voodoo tour, and you know. Uh, shared many road, uh, road stories, hotels, and all all of that shit, man. So it's 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 a crazy small world. Rest in peace. Absolutely. You know, it's it's unfortunate. I never got to meet Spanky, but but a guy who mentored me was mentored by Spanky. Ah, uh, okay. I met his wife many years later. You know, I think it was probably in 2011 or 2012, and she was so sweet to me. She was really nice. Um, and uh, anyway, he just had such an impact on so many so many people and. Yeah. yeah, it was one regret I had is that I never reached out to try to get a lesson or, you know, meet with them. So, but, yeah, you, you know, it's always funny to me because I'm out on the road, you know, with this artist and, and usually I'm the only one who has uh, no musical talent, who's not like the fucking genius, <laughs> you know, plays an instrument and, I, and I'm just walking around 
checking out all of these like and then you know people are telling me like you know this is so and so spanky he's one of the best guitarists you know d'angelo's telling me you know ever and this is very angry and this is this person and this is that person this is pino and i'm like wow man you know uh it, it's so cool to be uh you know just a fly on the wall i can't do anything with the information because i can't i don't even play the instruments but <laughs> it, it, it's cool it's cool to watch people who are uh masters at their craft put it together Absolutely. and their approach and it definitely influenced me uh as, as a trainer as well yeah. Absolutely. So, so you find yourself out of shape, right? You wanted to do some uh, different stuff, entrepreneurial, and you wanted to uh, get yourself in shape. So we got we connected in, uh, you said, 2016. Yeah. So what happened was actually I was coming out of, uh, I was touring in Argentina. Uh, I was down there. Actually, I was kind of down there to try and get away from music for a little bit, just take a break from it. And then my plan was to come back and go, you know, full on and, and really push my career. Anyway, you know, the universe has a weird way of working. And when I got back for a little bit, I ended up meeting a girl who's now my partner. And I found out I was going to be a father. And the reality was I didn't have any gigs lined up. And I'd always been in sales or worked in retail environments. So I decided, you know, I, I just couldn't put my kid through that. And I just decided to pursue a career in sales and, you know, still pursue music as a passion. But, um, you know, I... I, I Reading on sales, I mean, there's so much things about body language and this, and and what I wanted was every edge I could get, and confidence is a huge one, and 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 I knew from fitness, aside from confidence, it also teaches you the skill of discipline, you know, because what you put in, you get out, and yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So then you started training, and you and you got yourself in pretty good shape, and, and transformed okay. yourself. And how did that how how did that correlate into you, into your money situation? Uh, getting into sales yeah i mean it's funny like uh it, it it definitely affected it a ton because uh you know the the truth is when you're you're working in sales it's it's not really a job it's more of a lifestyle so you have to be a master of your time so it, it just kind of trained me to budget my time and and you know when you become a dad for the first time you learn how to use little pockets of time really well and um yeah, just it helped with time management, but you know the biggest things were just confidence, just the way I carried myself in the, in an environment. It's just, you know, I, I had less need for things because I felt, you know, very fulfilled just being healthy. You know, it, it, just a sense of, um, you know, um, what's the word? Um, just a sense of um, accomplishment that it gives you just just being that way. Like it, it just was very um, empowering for me to know that. You know, if I, I could, if I, if I put the work in, it might not happen overnight, but it, it would, it would come about and, you know, Got you. apply that to sales and everything else I do. Interesting. Yeah. I, I remember when I had the little ones and I was uh, training, uh, you know, people would always ask me like, damn, man, you, you're raising the kids and you're going to the gym. Is that more? But I always found it as more of a taking an hour of solitude to put the energy back into myself. Uh, how was it for you? Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's very quickly became that. Um, at first, it was obviously a chore because, uh, you know, I was I was working out, um, you know, previously, you know, before we, we, we connected. But um, it was, I, you know, I was just doing what everyone else was doing, going to bodybuilding.com, picking up a plan that, right. you, know, you know, didn't really suit me well. And, um, and basically... Uh, 
sorry, can you rephrase the question? Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. How how was that? Did you find it more of a solitude or yes. more of a, or more of a chore? Yeah. Uh, when you when you were raising the, in the midst of raising the newborn and, and trying to get in shape, so I think that's important for people to, you know, because a lot of times when people get busy is when they stop exercising. Hundred percent. You know, right. but that's that's when you actually need it the most. So you have the energy and your immune system enhanced, so you can tackle the extra stuff that you're doing. So was it more of a burden for you, or did it turn into more of a refuge? Yeah. So initially, yeah, starting on it was it was a bit of a chore because uh, it was more accountability on the line. It was more regimented. Um, I'd never really ironed out my diet. It was kind of like I would yo-yo diet. I would mm -hmm. eat healthy four or five days a week, and then I'd go out and drink all weekend and, and kind of right. do the whole thing. So uh, initially, it was more. It's funny once you kind of get into a diet mode, you know, even though you think it's going to be easy leading up to it, then you know the first thing that you want to do when you get into that mode is like eat something bad, right? Mm -hmm. And it started off as a chore, but then again, I was seeing results so quickly that I was, I, I really got committed and, and it really became more about that, uh, that bigger vision I had for myself at the end of it. Right. So yeah, early on, sure. It was a bit of a chore, but once you saw the results, I mean, after a couple of weeks, I was already seeing results. Peace, ma'am. I want to take a break from today's episode to personally invite you to the Winject community. This is the community where I'm hosting all of my fitness challenges, giving all of my tips where you can interact with me and my guests. Join the community. It's 100% free to sign up. And uh, we'll see you inside, man. Back to today's episode. Peace and love. Right. And from there, it was made it so much easier for me just to stay committed. You know, I had this vision of who I was going to be. It's, it's just amazing how much you can transform yourself, not just physically, but even mentally in a couple of months just from, you know, to putting in the work. Yeah. yeah, well, I, I think it's a self-perception, how you perceive yourself. You know, you're always that champion, but when you see a physical manifestation of something you're putting together, you're like, well, I, shit, I am that champion. I am I am doing that, making that manifest every day. And then, you know, once you see it as such, then it starts to, you start to manifest as such, and then that reinforces it. Absolutely. So, you know, it, it, it's definitely important. It's also for a stress release. What was your, what was your partner's, uh, perception at this time how did her perception change of you uh getting in shape or how did she view your and what's her journey yeah yeah so you know meg is uh you know she's got really great genetics like she doesn't have to do a whole lot to stay healthy and look fit, right you know, so right she comes from more of like an eastern european background where they're mm -hmm. just tall and skinny and beautiful and you know i kind of my dad's you know naturally fairly uh, fit you know without doing well he always worked physical jobs so that's probably what kept him you know more physically fit but my mother definitely has more of an endomorph so like you know me if i look at a piece of something fatty it was uh it, 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 I right like, that's me that's me too yeah so i was i guess that's somewhere in the middle but anyway her she was obviously the level of attraction it was definitely uh it, it definitely went up she was you know complimenting me all the time and you know she she always wanted to uh you know <laughs> right, I get it. You get what I'm <laughs> yeah, so that that was a boost. So what what happened with the um? So you live in Canada, yeah, right? I don't think we mentioned that. So you live in Canada now. So yeah. did that translate into you being more active as a dad? More, or more? How how'd that go? Or you or you didn't really have any time out of shape being a dad because uh, you started your transformation. Yeah, pretty much. Like she was about six months old, and I was right. Actually, I was out of the gym for about six months prior to that. So I just knew, like, okay. So one missing ingredient from my life. Um, and it's like, I don't, you know, maybe 
not everyone needs to work out, but for me, you know, I knew that I could be better. I could be a lot better, in fact. And um, uh, it was, um, uh, sorry, could you rephrase the question again? I, I, oh, no, I no, no, you, you answered it, you answered it, you answered it. So what I'm gonna go to, I wanna ask you another one. Yeah. How, 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 um, how does it go with work? How, how, did, how, how do you how do your people perceive you at work and where you're working at now? So let's talk about that and how we connected. On, on yeah. So it's, you know, um, I'm working as an Internet manager at a Harley Davidson dealership uh, now. Um, and, you know, I, I've always been pretty good at sales. Um, you know, I've always been kind of, you know, top five percent in the company um, just because, you know, I'm a student of the craft and, you know, I try to do the things to to, to get better at it. But, you know, just just you know it's there's certain things that can that have separated me from other people that i work with and you know physical fitness kind of not engaging in, in certain behaviors like you know drinking after work mm -hmm. uh, you know uh, you know get it, eating lunch with the guys you know unhealthy shit burgers it, it, it kind of puts a separation between them and me and it's not an intentional hierarchy i'm trying to set up it's just <laughs> it's just how it goes right it's just how it goes yeah, yeah exactly right so you know and they're welcome to think what they want you know for me as a salesperson you know when it comes to colleagues frankly if if you're not here to, if i can't sell you a motorcycle i don't really want to fucking talk to you right so right you're, you're at work to work i'm here to work i'm here to sell bikes right and um you know just just that alone kind of puts it, it kind of puts a barrier puts a, puts a barrier right Interesting. yeah and so like again it, it all comes well, down are most to of the, are most of the guys working out what percentage would you say uh zero percent yeah because you know it's funny with motorcycles you know i've been riding for the last um 25 years and it's, it's funny there's so many things that we connect on you know with the music and uh and and the fitness and the um and now the motorcycles because uh JJ was able to hook me up in New York with the new uh, Harley Pan America. Uh, yeah. Check my uh, IG uh, last last month. Uh, so shout out to Harley uh, in Canada, man. Um, you guys definitely looked out, and uh, Aaron as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Aaron for, uh, for for looking out. But um, you know, it's funny. You would think that riders would eat better because it's a physical activity, but mm -hmm. riders have the worst eating habits. But out of the riders, the group. You know, like when you go to Harley Davidson's things, they always have like the most decadent food as opposed to the triumph for other motorcycles. So the culture is even more. And do you think that's an American thing, uh, being a Canadian? Or why do you think that is? Um, I've, I've never been to a Harley dealership in Canada. But when you come to the, when you go to the ones here, the food that they have, like when they have the things going on, there's nothing healthy. If you go to some other ones, they might have a healthy option. <laughs> that's no. not but it's not know. that much different here you know okay. i find canada tends to follow suit in, in a way we're kind Interesting. of you know um you know in, in the context of a harley davidson dealership i feel like we're we're trying to embody that of the best of what american dealerships have to offer so no man we're doing the same shit you got the that. same donuts and, and all barbecue and yeah, yeah. burgers and, beer <laughs> and i thought it might be different i thought it might be different in canada because you know but you know what i'll say about canada and i think it's like this especially you know where you're at california a lot of the blue states um it might be healthier here in California as than uh, Canada, just because. Yeah, and it's multicultural too, yeah. right? There's mm -hmm. it's very multicultural. You know, I, I I deal with a lot of Sikh uh, riding groups. I mean, Canada's biggest um, minority group that like for people that uh, come into the, or immigration 
for the year is generally uh, the Indian population. So right. I get a ton of uh, Sikh writing groups. I get um, just people from India in writing groups. Interesting. Uh, Hispanic. Um, you know, obviously there's the regular hog members, which are predominantly, uh, you know, white folk. Um, and then you have, um, we, we've got some black writing groups. It's probably a little bit more multicultural than a lot of Harley dealerships that you, you might see in the United States. But aside mm. from that, I mean, internally, it's the, the same. The same. Yeah, it's, it's. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a secret Canada diet. No. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That's good to know. I got my. I got my. Uh, I got my stereotype shattered. That was good. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, uh, Americans usually look at Canadians like, wow, they're doing it better. The food's a lot better. It's healthier there. They're eating better. So there's a there's a stigma. So that's good to know. It's humanizing to you guys that you guys actually eat junk food at Harley. That's what's up. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, I'd say like. Uh, yeah, I mean, the powers that be, a lot of um, the people that run those sorts of events, Harley-related, biker night kind of stuff, they're they're probably more the right-leaning kind of, you know, guns and barbecues and that sort of stuff. And Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's interesting because, you know, even when I, uh, sometimes I'll pull over, right, I'll be riding a, the bike and then I'll pull over, you know, a stretch on my motorcycle, you know, I'll do like a like five, ten minute little stretch. You know, uh, somebody will see me pull over another rider. He thinks I'm in distress, so he'll pull over. And I'll be like, he be like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just stretching. And they give me like the most alien look. Like, no, you don't stretch. You ride it like, where are you going? Oh, 200 miles. I said, you don't stretch, dude. What you just do? Get off the bike? Like, it's crazy. So it's it's interesting uh, how the fitness has not um, permeated the motorcycle community and and in general, other than the racers, because they have to work out. They, have, they are actually strict regimens, core work, all kinds yes. of stuff, lifting weights. You know, the um, the racers are actually in the gym, but the it hasn't really crossed over the consumer uh, fitness and wellness. Interesting. No, it, I know. But what's interesting about what you said is just the fact that someone pulled over for you. I mean, it, the brotherhood is real. I mean, that's yeah, 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 yeah. The brotherhood is real. I always appreciate it because if I when I pull over, like to pee <laughs> or to stretch. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, there's some other rider pulling over, or at least slow down and yeah, make sure you're good. Yeah, yeah, make sure you're good, and then keep on going. So that you know, that's one thing that's cool about one of many things that are cool about riding is yeah, the, the brotherhood, and it's not even a race thing. It's like people don't even know your race because you got the the helmet on and the, and the and the gloves you're covered up, man. They just see it, and it doesn't matter. You yeah. know, so that's 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 cool. I find uh, like the healthier uh, groups I see in the motorcycle community are definitely. Yeah, the ADV guys seem to be, you know, kind of that, you know, more affluent, but certainly more on the health kind of conscious uh, side. You know, obviously the racers, like you said, are. are mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's funny. Harley is a is kind of, uh, yeah, it's different. But I would say predominantly, there's certainly not of. Health and wellness has not hit that community as much. Right. As so, so, so right now I got the uh, the. Uh, can you talk about the bike that I have now from Harley that I'm yeah. using right now? So you know you know no more about it than I. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, if I would, you know, like a lot of people um, with Harley Davidsons, the big part of it is the personalization, right? Mm -hmm. So you know you you have the top of the line model and the road glide, which is what you're riding, is a CVO. Um, so generally CVO is looked at as like a set it and forget it. You buy that motorcycle and you don't really need to do anything to it. You know, you, basically anything you add to it, you're almost taken away from its beauty, right? Because it's custom paint, custom mm -hmm. everything kind of thing. The pipes are black. So, it's crazy. 
Yeah, and what is so cool about the ST model that you're running is that basically it gives you the performance enhancements of the CVO without um, without all the extras that you know constitute the, the added cost. Because you know, you know, in Canada, you're about what about fourteen thousand dollars more for CVO than an ST. Um, and what's cool about that, it leaves that much room if you have the dough. <laughs> for personalization because it's a big part of the process. I mean, generally, I think it's the same in the United States, but hardly if you're financing more, so they'll approve you for about 160% of the whole cost. Mm. Meaning they're gonna give you that extra amount if you wanna personalize. Right, if you wanna get it fresh, right. So the, S, the ST model, I mean, for me, is the epitome of, uh, of, 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 it, of a great bike for, for someone who wanted to buy a road glide and kind of trick it out and make it their own, right? They can yeah, that extra, yeah. And, you know, and and it's fine factory. I mean, the tech is great. You can just get on it and, and do its thing. It handles great. I have no complaint. The engine is super crazy. So it's the biggest engines, right? Yeah, well, out, out your way, I mean, uh, per Performance Bagger has become really popular. So there's a now, now a race series where guys are racing these things. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Challengers, they're racing road glides. And, uh, you know, that bike was kind of a testament to that. I mean, generally, uh, it's very likely that someone buying an ST is probably going to put taller shocks in the back. They're going to run a two-in-one pipe. Um, and it's going to be grounded around performance. So big motor, big suspension, and screw all the other bells and whistles kind of thing. And, and, I, and I like the sound, man. Uh, uh, you can still hear the radio, man. You go 120, 100, you can still, it's clear, man. I'm like, oh, shit, they got the, they got the wind buffeting uh, pretty good on that bike, man. Peace, fam. Before I end today's episode, I just wanted to answer a question I frequently get asked. Number one question, how can I get my content out there? How can I interact with my audience? And my answer is always with Check Studios. This is where I'm getting all of my stuff edited. This is where I'm posting all of my challenges. This is where I'm interacting with all of my fans and followers. This is where I'm giving all my fitness tips. This is where all the people, all of you people can interact with the people who I'm interviewing with the podcast. You can get better insight. I suggest you do the same thing. It's 100% free to sign up and I'll see you back inside. Thanks for watching. And it's great. Yeah. yeah. So with the road glide, I mean, you have a fixed fairing on it, so there's no buffeting. Um, and yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, that's the best handling bagger that you can buy. Um, Street Glide is nice, you know, for someone who likes more of a timeless aesthetic. Um, but from a handling perspective, if you're on a windy day, I mm -hmm. mean, there's nothing that cuts wind like a road glide. You know, Street Glide with the fairing mounted to the um, to the forks, you have a, a strong gust of wind can influence uh, the steering on the bike. So that's why the road glide's so cool. And I think last two years, road glide has outsold Street Glide. So Street Glide used to be the number one seller. Now oh, it's road glide. Yeah. Wow. What's your What's your dream bike? Wow, that's tough, man. I mean, it's hard, right? When you work in a Harley dealership, you know, I get to ride this stuff for free, right? Like, and yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't beat it. You can't beat it, man. It's great. You know, when I think about bikes, I mean, and it, it's funny. So, coming from the music industry, I worked, uh, I worked in guitar stores for a long time as well, and uh, and when you work in that industry, especially, well, let's talk about guitars. You you find that there's a there's a weapon for every situation, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the same thing with bikes. It's true. It yeah. is right. So you get into a situation where like shit. Not, I mean, it, on one hand, you could say something like a like a Pan America, BMW, GSA, or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's every box, right? But at the end of the day, let me ask you: like, would you rather be riding like eight hundred miles on that road glide, or would you rather be riding eight hundred miles on the Pan America? You know, I'll answer that. What would, 
you yeah, rather go on the road glider. Right? That's definitely more comfortable, yeah, because you got your feet out, man. You know exactly. So you realize that there's not one one size fits all kind of thing. I mean, you can mm -hmm. make with multiple bikes, but yeah, that's why people have multiple bikes in the first place because you yeah, different. It's, yeah, it's true. It's a good answer. It's an ever revolving scale too, right? You know, uh, probably if you asked me five years ago, I'd say like an H two uh, R. But now that I'm a family man, I mean. Yeah, it change. Yeah, it changes as you change. It, yeah, yeah. I asked, you know, my friend has one, and I remember talking to him, and he basically said, every time he parks it back in the garage, he feels like he got away with something or he cheated death that day. And I'm like, man, I don't think I could live with that kind of thing. <laughs> right? That's funny. That's funny. Easter. That's funny. What what tips can you give to uh, to dads, people in your situation who are trying to get in shape and also yeah. trying to uh, uh, live an inspired life, uh, occupational wise? Yeah, I mean, um, give me like three tips. Uh, one for fitness. Go ahead. For sure. Yeah. So uh, fitness, I mean, again, it's, you know, you, you need to look 10 years into the future, right? And think about your, you know, let's just say you're 36 like me. and You need to look at your 46 year old self um, and, and, and really, you know, that guy can be one of two people, right? He can be he can be 46 and look 56. Or he can be 46 and look 26. Yeah. Right? And I think, you know, but anyway, that, I'm kind of getting besides the point, but, you know, you don't have to really, it's a daily practice. It's, 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 it's small changes. Um, you know, you, you, you start with, uh, you know, fixing up your diet. Um, and then you start with getting the proper help, you know, the right fitness program. Um, you know, I think, are you able to edit this? Sorry, I apologize. I don't mean to. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. I know you're not used to doing interviews. It's fine. Let me ask you another one. Yeah. What is the uh, what 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 can you say to people entrepreneurial wise? Because now you found your niche. You found something that you actually do. You're a writer. Yeah. You're able to turn that into making a living, so that makes you more effective than just selling something that you weren't possibly interested in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what what can you say to people as far as that? I mean, uh, building a strong foundation in sales. I mean, just you know, reading the reading the material. I mean, uh, I think sales is a foundation. It's a foundational skill for any entrepreneur. I mean, I think it's. I mean, we we, we sell no matter no matter what we're doing, right? So I think treating it like a journeyman skill um, and and doing the things uh, foundationally that will get you further ahead i mean reading the books i mean most people think about entrepreneurship or sales or any of these sorts of things like you have or you don't but the, the truth you can is develop you can develop these skills 100 percent. it's something that you build on and that's that's kind of the point i was trying to allude to with the fitness pipe is that it's like you know you 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 don't want to go too hard out of the gate you want to kind of make small life ch style change uh, changes that uh, ultimately will change your trajectory from, you know, say 10 years down the road or, or, or whatever. Um, because I find in my, in my, in my experience, I've tried to go really hard, uh, overnight and, you know, I, I, I burned out, you know, it's, it's always right. been easier for me to f change my habits 1% of the time. And just, steady. Yeah, exactly. You know, just right. entrepreneurial though, <clears throat> entrepreneurially though, I think just doing the types of things that, um, I mean, you, there's no, there's no real secrets. I mean, to it. I mean, you just gotta, you just gotta get in there and do it. Okay. So my, my third question for you is what did you eat today? <laughs> right. And how did your diet, how has your diet, uh, uh, impacted you 
or how is that the most important part or do you feel that's the most important part what's well, funny actually you know um, first first what did you eat today yeah okay so um i've been i've been intermittent fasting so uh so i, I usually eat about one two uh, every day so um i've basically been alternating between i'm gonna answer the question no uh, no, no, no you're what you are answering it go ahead you are okay. yeah so I've been alternating between predominantly chicken breast or turkey breast and, uh, you know, lean cuts of beef. So um, I made an eye of the round roast. Mm -hmm. So I do about 100, 100 grams of eye of the round roast cooked um, just with, you know, a little bit of salt, a little pepper seasoning, uh, nothing too crazy. Um, uh, brown rice and broccoli. And then I'll probably have something similar um, tonight. So I'm eating like two meals a day. Right. Um, that are so anyway for lunch I had uh, it was a roast beef uh, steamed broccoli and I had some uh, brown rice as well and yeah. I had one of the um, uh, oh my god uh, the, the shakes um, performance uh, yeah no no I had the one yeah exactly from uh, from from the kit from from Christy perfect, uh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So now, how, how how does your diet? Is that the most impactful thing to you? What can tips can you give people as far as eating wise, being a dad, being an entrepreneurial? Yeah. And, and working in sales, like what what can you say diet wise? Yeah. Well, here, what's good about it is it takes the guesswork out of uh, what you got to eat, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we spend so much time deciding what the hell we're going to eat. You know, just having it prepared and ready, like I don't have to think about it. I can take. 15 minutes out of my day and then I can get right back to work. Uh, so you meal prep. So you're saying meal prepping is the, is the, is really the key to staying on the diet long-term. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, um, it's too easy to get off of it. If you don't like, if, if, if you don't, if you're not prepared, it, it's so easy for you to just be like, especially in an emotional state when you're hungry. Right. I mean, I'm the kind of person that gets like hangry. If I, if I'm hungry, you get cranky, uh, huh? I get a little cranky and like, I can get almost irrational. Right. So, you know, if I don't have know exactly what I'm going to eat, I could, you know, I could go anywhere and, and end up eating anything. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It might go crazy. Yeah, you're supposed to eat. And guys, uh, eat before you get hungry. When you're hungry, your body's already feeding off its own muscle tissue. So you're already in a catabolic state and you're more apt to eat anything because at that point you want to eat anything. So you have to schedule your meals before you get hungry. 100%. So Another great point to why like meal prepping is, is good. And yeah, so you can this way you have the food there. You're not starving and trying to cook or exactly. starving, looking at the looking at the menu. So that's a good tip. So, yeah. hey, hey, shout out, shout out your dealership and, uh, you know, definitely give them the website. If people want to get out there in Canada and, and get a ride and get a Harley, give them that. And then, and then we're going to close it out. Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, I work at Blackbridge Harley Davidson in uh, just outside of uh, Toronto, Canada. We've supplied bikes to Mark Jenkins, uh, Jason Momoa. We've done some pretty cool shit here. Um, you can find us at www.blackbridgeharley.com. And any leads you send in regarding any motorcycles that we sell will come directly to me. So, yeah, I look forward to hearing from you. And if you want to if you want to check on JJ's diet, hit him up. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to say that because you have all kinds of people you never know, man. You know, it's getting a lot of it's getting a lot of views on Winjack. So shout out to Chris Ross and Winjack. JJ, thank you for coming on. Appreciate and you. we're gonna end it out, man. You guys watch your diet. Thanks for viewing. And um, if you don't ride, you know, I tell you guys, you know, get your license so you can just rent a bike, jump on a bike, get the experience because it's nothing like a sunset on a highway. It's a spiritual experience, man. I wish everybody could get that feeling on a, on a, on a, on a, on a, on a, on a super bike that I have on a really clean, 
Harley and you're rolling with some with your music on, you got your phone synced in and you catch that sunset or sunrise, guys, you got to try it. So I encourage you guys, get your license, man. You may not never use it, but it's always good to know how to ride a bike, you know, just in case you got to jump on one. Uh, you know, you want to rent something or you want to do something cool with your partner. You can just jump on a bike and, you know, take a little cruise and see the city in a different way. So thank you for being on, man. I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, Mark. Yep. Have a good one. Oh, let me get that outro going. I almost forgot. Almost ended without the outro. Peace and love, fam.